Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin Walakibatu lilmuttaqin Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursalin Sayyidina wa maulana Muhammadi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Amma ba'd Respected and honorable listeners Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh We continuing with our topic the heart of a believer or the heart of a Muslim and we are mentioning from the stories that are mentioned by Hazrat Malana Rumi Rahimahullah in his Ma'arif in, in his Mathnawi and the explanation of the Mathnawi by Arif Billah Hazrat Malana Shah Hakim Muhammad Akhtar Sab Rahmatullah Alayh May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill his qabr with nur. Today we go on to mention the story of Sultan Mahmud Ghaznawi rahimahullah. One night, Sultan Mahmud went walking among his subjects after taking off his royal clothes and putting on ordinary clothes. He chanced to come upon a group of thieves who were consulting among themselves. On seeing him, they asked him, Who are you? The king replied, I am also one like yourselves. They understood that to mean that he was also a thief like themselves and allowed him to join their company. They then continued the conversation among themselves and it was decided that each one of them should explain what special uh, speciality or special skill he possesses so that at the time of need a task could be put before him to show that special skill. One of the thieves said, Friends, I have a special skill in, uh, skill in my ears that whatever, whenever a dog barks, I fully understand what it says. The second one said, I have a special gift in my eyes that whatever I see in the darkness of night, I am able to recognize it in the light of day. The third one said, I have this speciality in my arms that through the strength that lies in my arms, I can make a hole in the strongest wall to enter a house. The fourth one said, I have a special gift in my nose that by smelling the sand on the ground, I am able to ascertain whether there is any treasure buried underneath it or not. It is just like in the case of Majnoon, who without being told, merely by smelling the ground got to know where Layla was buried. The fifth one said, I have such strength in my hands that no matter how high a building is, I can climb along its walls with my rope ladder and easily enter the building in this manner. Thereafter, they all asked the king, O oh man, what special gift do you possess which we can make use of in our thieving activities? The king replied, I have the speciality in my beard that when criminals are handed over to their executioner, I merely shake my beard and such criminals are immediately set free. In other words, if as a show of mercy I shake my beard, the criminals found guilty of murder are set free. On hearing this, the thieves said, O oh dear Kutub, on the day of difficulty you will be our only means of salvation. In other words, if we are arrested, then through your blessing we will be saved. Now we do not have, have to fear because the rest of us had the special gifts which would help us 
in our thieving exploits, but none of us had the means of granting safety from punishment. This speciality lies only with you. Now we need not have any fear of punishment. Now we can get on with our work. They all went in the direction of the palace of Shah Mahmud with the king in their midst. Along the way, a dog barked, and the one who understood the dog's language translated, The king is also in your midst. Although they heard it, no one paid any attention to this information, as the greed was uppermost in their minds. One of them smelled the ground and explained that this is the royal palace. There is a treasure in this place. The other one threw a rope ladder against the wall. The other one made a hole in the wall, and they all entered to burgle. Afterwards, they divided the loot among themselves, and hastily, each one of them went to hide his share of the spoils. The king noted each one's description and found out where each of them resided. He left them and secretly re-entered the royal palace. The following day, the king re related the entire story to his courtiers and thereafter sent the policemen to arrest them and to inform them of their death sentence. When they were brought before the court with hands bound together, they were all trembling in fear before the king's throne. However, the thief who had the special gift of recognizing anybody during the day whom he had seen during the darkness was quite at ease. In him together were the signs of fear, there were also signs of hope. In other words, although he was struck by awe while standing before the king, and although fearing the king's wrath and revenge, he also had the hope that the king would be true to his word, that when in mercy he shakes his beard, criminals will be set free. Furthermore, he also had the hope of setting free all his companions because the king will surely not turn away from all those whom he knew and recognized. This person's face was changing from yellow to red as within himself the feelings of fear and hope alternated. The Sultan Mahmud in kingly dignity passed judgment that they all should be handed over to the executioner to be hung on the gallows as the king himself was witness to their crime, there was no need for any other witnesses. As soon as the king announced his judgment, this person appealed in great humility. Sire, with your permission, may I say something? The king permitted him to speak and he said, O oh master, each one of us had exhibited his special gift, which helped in this crime. Now it is time that the kingly speciality should be exhibited according to the promise. I have all the while recognized you. Remember, you had promised that in your beard there is the speciality that if you cause it to move in mercy, the criminal will be saved from punishment. Hence, O king, shake your beard so that through the blessings of your grace, all of us can be saved from the punishment of our crimes. Our specialities have brought us to the gallows. Now it is only your special gift that is left which can save us from being punished. Now is the time for the exhibition of your speciality. Kindly shake your beard. Because of fear, our lives have reached right up to our mouths. Please save us with your special gift that lies in your beard. 
Sultan Mahmud smiled at the plea and became filled with mercy and grace as he heard the pitiful admission of guilt. He said, each one of you have exhibited his special quality to such an extent that it has brought you to the brim of destruction. Except in the case of this one, he recognized me as the Sultan. He saw me in the darkness of the night and recognized me as a Sultan. Hence, for his having recognized me, I set all of you free. I feel ashamed at those eyes which recognized me, not to shake my beard and thereby exhibit my special, my special quality. Now we move on, respected friends and listeners. We move on to the lessons that we learned from the story. The first lesson contained in the story is that while a person is committing a crime, the true king of kings is with him and is fully aware of all that he does. And he is with you wherever you are. When a person commits any disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is actually committing treachery against him. Anyone who fails in his duty to Allah or in the rights which are due to men is like a thief committing theft of Allah's treasures. For this reason, one should always bear in mind that the master is the witness, seeing us at all times and is aware of all that we do. If we commit any disobedience or iniquity, it means that in his very presence, his treasury is being looted and robbed. Think for a moment, whom are you robbing? That king and master tells you, I am seeing you, seeing what you do. I am with you. My laws have been revealed to you. Today you are breaking that law. Today in this world I will hide your fault, hoping that perhaps you will come upon the right road. But if you do not come to your senses, then tomorrow, on the day of Qiyamah, when you will be brought before me with hands bound together, then who will be able to save you from my anger and revenge? The second lesson from the story is that Allah will punish sinners in the year after. Although He may initially overlook them in this world, we see that at the time the thieves were looting the royal treasury. The Sultan witnessed the entire incident. He was with them and allowed them to proceed without being punished. However, in the end, he had them arrested. If at all times this thought is uppermost in our minds that Allah sees all our deeds, then there will surely be fear in the heart against committing sins. The third lesson from the story is this, that on the day of Tayyamah, no special quality will be of any benefit. All those deeds which contravene the laws of Allah will on the day of Qiyamah be bound around man's neck. Even though in this world they were considered as being special qualities, the thieves mentioned those special gifts and qualities as if they were qualities of virtue. virtue. But in reality, those very qualities were the cause of their destruction. Each one of them exhibited their special quality, but all their qualities only caused their misfortune to increase. Any special quality which does not bring a person nearer to his creator 
and which does not connect the heart to Allah and which is not a medium towards the remembrance of Allah is no quality of virtue. In fact, it is a curse and a misfortune. All the powers and attributes of men which are used in rebellion against Allah and towards disobedience and negligence will one day cause him to be brought before Allah as a criminal. All those nations which have made great progress and through scientific inventions have made this world subservient to them but turn away from Allah, passing their lives in disobedience, will re realize on the day of Qiyamah whether that speciality of scientific progress had been the cause of receiving Allah's grace or His anger. Blessed be to you the subjugating of the sun and moon. But if there is no light in the heart, there is no light anywhere. There is no light in the heart, then there is no light anywhere. So we see the importance of having that close connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is all hearing, all seeing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran al-Kareem يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنُ وَمَا تُخْفِي السُّدُورِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very well aware of that mistrust of our eyes and what is hidden in our bosoms, in our heart. Allah is aware of that. Poet Hazrat Hakim Muhammad Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullahi mentioned one poem and he says جو کرتا ہے تو چپکے اہل جہاسے جو کرتا ہے تو چپکے اہل جہاسے کوئی دیکھتا ہے تجھے آسماسے کوئی دیکھتا ہے تجھے آسماسے Whatever you do, O servants of Allah, in hidden, away from men, so nobody must see what you are doing. Remember, somebody from the skies, which is our, 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 our master, the king of kings, Allah Rabbul Izzah, who is, our, who is the controller of our lives, he is looking at us at all times. Remember that. We'll continue, inshallah, on the fourth lesson and, um, and inshallah, for, uh, next week we request one and all to make dua for the servant of Allah and I make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all with true sight, sight of our heart and fill our hearts with light so that we may recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala day and night. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين